This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Ready? Okay! That is so going in the recording. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the very okay, Desi. (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) How are you doing tonight, Desi? I'm doing good. And how are you? I'm okay. (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back for another recording session. Yay! More episodes for everybody to listen to. Yay! Yay! Or should I be saying okay? I don't know. When you did the yay, um, there's a game I play, and every time you complete a quest, it goes, yay! And you sounded just like that. That's kind of funny. I should do voiceovers. There you go. (laughs) I don't think people would buy me, buy my voice, pay for my voice. You don't think so? No. Hmm. Like, when I used to work in call centers and take phone calls and it would always be the little cranky old men, they'd be like, I can't understand a word you're saying. Hold on, I get somebody else. You have that frequency. My hearing aid doesn't even pick it up. And I'm like, that's a thing. My grandpa, when I was young, used to always tell my mom, I can't hear him because I had a higher voice at the time when I was you know, a little kid. Uh-huh. And my grandpa couldn't hear me. Like His, he, his hearing aid wouldn't allow him to hear me. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of weird. So you sounded like Minnie Mouse too. Kind of, yeah. When I was, I sound like Minnie Mouse. I don't really sound like Minnie Mouse. I don't think I look like. I don't think you look like Minnie Mouse. I don't think I sound think you like, look Minnie, like Mouse, Minnie Mouse either. But I know when I get excited and stuff, I can sound like yeah. Minnie Mouse. Yeah. But I don't think I do now. Do I? No. Are you sure you? Just I couldn't that? tell you what Minnie Mouse sounds like off the top of my head, so I really don't know. Really. <laughs> really. She's very high pitch. Well, I figured that. Do I have a high pitch voice? Not really. I didn't think so. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm I ready? think you're first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am first. So my first story, I am bringing Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh, to, Bonnie and Clyde. To the table here. I like so, Bonnie and Clyde. I do too. I mean, it's not like my favorite, but if we were to look into outlaws and stuff. hmm Definitely favorite. Mm -hmm. So, Bunny and Clyde, nine facts about the outlawed duo. So, let's see if you have ever heard of these. Okay. Probably not, but maybe. You never know. There was one of them, like, wait, doesn't everybody know that? But there was a couple I was like, whoa, what? Hmm. What? Well, let's hear what they are. So, as we know, they are the most famous and most... um, romanticized criminals in the American history. Mm-hmm. Um, so the myth is rarely close to reality, which is something we know about a lot of things, too. Oh, yeah, too. definitely. So based on a true story. Mm, there's some truth to it. Yeah, based <laughs> so, on a true story doesn't mean the story is completely true. Correct. So uh, the myth promotes the idea of a romantic couple in stylish clothes who broke the bonds of conven- er, convention and became a threat to the status quo, uh, who didn't fear the police and lived in a life of glorious luxury outrunning them. So the reality is somewhat different, though. Okay. I'd imagine it would be. Well, I kind of did, too, but it just doesn't always look good on camera. Mm-hmm. So um, Bunny and Clyde became famous, but not for what they actually had hoped for. Um, Clyde Bud Bar- Barrows, 
Barrows. Okay. I don't have um, no idea. Great love was music. He loved to play and sing an old guitar on the farm, and he also taught himself himself how to play the saxophone. Okay. And it seemed as if he might pursue a career in music growing up. Um, little Bonnie Parker also loved music growing up. She also loved the stage. She performed in school pageants and talent shows, singing Broadway hits or country favorites. Okay. She told friends that they would see her name in lights one day. So these two wanted to be famous. Yep. And famous they did become, just yes. not for what they had envisioned. Um, Bonnie and Clyde, they didn't spend much time robbing banks. So as the movies t- and the TV, they actually portray that. Mm-hmm. Um, they robbed less than 15 banks, some okay. of them more than once. Still, yeah, yeah. And decent amount of banks still. they get away with very little. In one case, it was as little as $80. Holy cow. Yep. They spent more time actually robbing grocery stores and gas stations where the risk was much lower yeah, and the ima- away was easier. I would imagine it's a lot easier to rob a grocery store or a gas station than a bank. But that's where, um, because of the low risk of it, mm-hmm. they didn't get much. It was usually yeah, enough Yeah, no, I'm sure you, you wouldn't get, get much, but... So, um, number three, Bonnie didn't smoke cigars. So there's like that famous picture of her with the gun. She had Mm -hmm. a cigar in her mouth. She was actually a cigarette smoker, but she didn't smoke cigars. Um, they, they had found photographs of Bonnie and Clyde together. And that one just happened. A few of them became famous, but Mm -hmm. that one became famous. And, um, yeah, mm. she smoked cigarettes, okay. camels, It doesn't apparently. surprise me. Um, Bonnie died a married woman, but not to Clyde. Really? So I was not aware of that. And this one is where I was like, ooh, I'm bringing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not gener- generally known that she was married when she was 16. Her husband's name was Roy Thornton, and he was a handsome classmate at her school in Dallas, She decided to marry him as a young girl. Um, Her father was dead. Her mother worked hard jobs at or a hard job at a factory, and Bonnie herself had little prospect of doing much else but waiting tables or working as a maid. So marriage seemed like a way out for her. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So when she died, she was actually still wearing her wedding ring because divorce was not an option. Known to okay. especially fugitives. Yeah. So, and plus in the 30s, 1930s, you didn't... Divorce wasn't really a thing until like yeah, no, the 70s, Yeah, no, it definitely 80s. wasn't popular. It was, it was a pretty shunned activity to get divorced back then. So, and then if you're a fugitive, do you really think you're going to show up at the courthouse? <laughs> no. To sign papers? No. Uh-uh, no. So, um, Bonnie and Clyde both had trouble walking. So, um... But they robbed banks. But they had trouble walking? Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, convicted on multiple counts of stealing cars and robbing stores, Clyde was sentenced to 14 years at Eastham uh, Prison Farm, a notorious harsh hard labor penitentiary in 1930. Clyde only served a year and a half of his sentence thanks to his mom. So, apparently, to try to get out of the work detail, mm-hmm. either he or a fellow inmate chopped off two of his um, toes on his left foot. Oh. So, and back then, you know, they didn't make shoes no. for stuff like that, like they do now, but little did they know his mother's 
plead would be successful six days later. <laughs> so he did it for nothing. <sighs> so his balance was off for the rest of his life. Um, in the summer of 1933, when Bonnie would suffer, suffer an even greater injury, Clyde was known for his reckless, fast driving, and he did not see a detour sign for a road that was under construction. He missed a turn and plunged into a dry riverbed, <laughs> and that had shattered a car battery, which it, like, spurted acid all over Bonnie's left leg. Okay. So... Ouch. She was yeah, she was carried to a nearby farmhouse and only the quick application of baking soda and self um stopped the burning away from her skin and tissue. Mm-hmm. Um Bonnie's leg it never it was never the same after the incident because the couple had a lot of experience experiences nursing gunshots. Uh, the leg eventually healed but not properly. Okay. So yeah. like if she would have went to a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Witnesses describe Bonnie as hopping more than walking for the last year of her life, and often Clyde would simply carry her um, when she had somewhere Hmm. to go. Interesting. So, Bonnie and Clyde, they actually devoted, um, they were devoted to their families. So, they visited them pretty often, it sounded like. So, it it always, in my head, it's always you're on the run forever, and you don't go back and see your family, and you don't. They did at least once a month, sometimes more. So, Holy cow. And they would even, if they were low on money, they'd bring them money. <laughs> so they they were very devoted to their family. Um, and actually, when Bonnie and Clyde had, or with the money, like right when they were to die, mm-hmm. or before they got shot, they were in Louisiana purchasing, or going to purchase land for Clyde's um, mother and father. <laughs> So, I mean, that's how devoted yeah. they were. So That's cool. Um, kind, nice to see some kind-hearted family people, even though they were, you know, robbers. It's like Robin Hood type thing. Yeah, yeah. Except they weren't given to everybody, just to their no, family. No, just their family, but, you know. Yeah. So, um, Henry, I'm trying to find Henry's last name. Methvin. Okay. Um, they were friends with him or whatever, and they would even take him to see his family because they were all from Texas mm-hmm. um, until Henry. However, he conspired with his family to betray Bonnie and Clyde by alerting the police to their whereabouts in return for his own pardon. <laughs> so, um, and it was on a trip to pick up Henry from his father's house that Bonnie and Clyde, they were ambushed there. Okay. So in the devotion of traveling or visiting family and mm-hmm. stuff, um, Bonnie and Clyde were unwilling killers who released more people than they hurt. So it was more or less when they were cornered and um, ordered to avoid Mm -hmm. capture, I can't talk, and um, a return to prison. So 14 lawmen died along the way. If it was possible, though, Clyde would be more, um, he would more often abduct someone, even the cops make a getaway, and then release them down the road. And okay. He would even leave them money to, so, so they could get back home. Not quite as notorious as no. they're known for being. No. He's very I mean, nice. 14 people died. That's not great, but it's not. It's not what the movies it's, made it's, it out it's not to what, Yeah, exactly. It's not the they cold heart. They're not the cold-hearted that, killers that the, the movies kind of portray it. They right. killed if they had to out of necessity, but 
they didn't do it for kind of the sport almost that the movies portray it as. Yes, exactly. And then Bonnie and Clyde were difficult to embalm, and they knew um, their embalmer. So Really? So, How can you be difficult to embalm? <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde famously died at a hailstorm, a bullet shot at their car. Um, as we know, approximately 150 rounds. <laughs> they couldn't embalm because the fluid was coming out of every hole? Is that Was that the issue? Not every hole, oh. <laughs> but because of the holes in yeah, their body, that was a problem. it was coming out. That's crazy. So it was difficult to keep embalming fluid in them. Wow. So, um, yeah, they said the report for Clyde 17 holes, 26 in Bonnie's, but um, they said the undertaker assigned uh, more or less he just said there were more holes it's just it's hard to keep yeah. track yeah or it, it was hard to take count yep. because only have so many fingers they were and a toes. Mess. <laughs> <laughs> so and then bonnie liked to write poetry so hmm. um cool there was what is it short spell in april of 1932 she wrote 10 poems um that she grouped as poetry from life's other side and then there's the story of suicide sal and i'm assuming these are published or something and then written shortly before their death the autobiographical poem called the end of the line Hmm. yeah that would i'm sure that was sometime shortly before her death Yep, but Bonnie and Clyde, they did go down together. Her head, it rested on his shoulder in the death of the car, in their car, um, but they were buried separate. Okay. So I, that is a cool story. It, I, there is so much more in this article. Oh, I'm sure. It's just I was trying to shorten it up and make it short and sweet and summarize mm-hmm. it, but there are so many. It was, I don't know. I liked reading it, and I'm like, I'm just going to read it all. Why can't? It's four pages. <laughs> <laughs> cool story if you want to know more come to our website and check out the link and read the stories for sure it's definitely worth the read especially if you were into bonnie and clyde or ever have been fascinated by them yep all right my first story oh (laughs) just kidding it uh is it a downer it comes from our home state minnesota okay um have you ever heard of uh, the small town of langby Langby. Why does that sound familiar? I feel like I have. Okay, it's just west of Bemidji, so okay. Kind of I've in the middle probably of nowhere, passed very, through very it small because town. I've driven up to um, Grand Forks, which you have to drive to yeah. yep. Bemidji yep. to get there. Well, uh, forty years ago, um, something happened to Gene Hillard. Okay, don't know that name. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, December 20th, 1980. She was 19 years old. Driving her car down the road. It is 20 below zero that day. Ew. She hits the ditch. Oh, I Not hope she has a, a blanket and her flares, especially in that area. Yeah, you're in so the middle of nowhere. Dead. And, uh, yeah, she's from the area, so, she, you know. She knew few, to stay in her car. The few people there are, no, she, she didn't know to stay in her car. Oh, no. She got out, she got out to walk to try to try to make it to her friend's house which she thought was just around the corner but she had her corners off by a couple of miles so her friend's house was not right around the corner oh no and i Um, suppose are there trees in that area 
I mean, it's a farming area. There are some trees, I'm sure, but so it's not the like the drifts here. are it's... probably like. Yeah. Oh. Um. The next morning. Mm. Uh, they found her frozen. They found her frozen solid. Yeah, almost that happens kind of like on the on, on the front on the, on the front porch of one of her neighbors, one of her a guy she was dating's brother. That's where she ended up, like almost on his front porch, but not quite. Didn't quite make it. And he finds her in the morning. Oh no! Uh, they rush her to the local hospital. She's literally stiff as a board. They tried to put IVs in her, and the needles kept breaking. That's how frozen she is. Did she live? Why are they trying <laughs> to put IVs in her? This is a very small town hospital that doesn't have a lot of the technology that they would use on frozen people. So basically they used like, you know, heating pads, blankets, warm water. And Uh, within a couple of hours, she started to cough. Blood. And within a couple hours after that, she was totally normal and fine without any like frostbite no a tiny tiny little bit of frostbite on her toes but recover fully recovered from it well we know how to preserve people (laughs) for a hundred years if anybody wants to uh be healthy and live for another hundred years at the same age you are minnesota will (laughs) throw you in to a wide open field and let you walk for 10 miles. Yep. Yep. She, uh, oh my goodness. This was 40 years ago. She's uh, lucky to be alive. Oh, very lucky to be alive. Uh, she was recently interviewed by NP, uh, NPR and they, uh, she said that she has memory of getting out of the car. There must have been no wind chill and walking for a short period of time. And then she's like, everything just went black. And the next thing she knew, she woke up in the hospital. And, you know, Holy I'm sure not feeling great, but, you know, it's been 40 years. She's had no health complications at all from, from the incident, from the incident. She still well, lives in the area. Even a little bit of frostbite. You would think she'd lost a whole leg yeah. or something or At fingers. the hospital prior to her waking up, they didn't expect her to. They, they, they expected her to be dead, but they thought, well, maybe because she's had that little bit of frostbite on her toes. They were thinking of amputating her feet. <laughs> Like oh before gosh. she wakes up and then she ends up waking up and being fine. Uh, one of the doctors there was quoted by saying, this is why we have a saying in the emergency room. You're not dead until you're warm dead. <laughs> <laughs> room temperature dead. <laughs> so yeah, she to- survived totally fine. She is alive and well we're working at a, at a Walmart right now. Well, maybe not right now, Holy but that's what she does for a living. Crap. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a neat little story of, you know... Don't ever tell our kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> because when they're 16 and they think they're some rebellious teenager, they're going to get frostbite on their cheeks because they refuse to wear a jacket. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, like, unheard of almost, though. It is. Uh, it's amazing. I, I found this story attached to an article. Uh, I not This wasn't the article I kind of reported on, but when I initially found the story, it was from a an article uh, that was tight and it was a, an article about the, the most unusual cases, uh, one from every state. And this was Minnesota's most unusual. That case, is definitely website, unusual so. because uh, a couple years ago, somebody was missing 
And they were all like, apparently he got around town Mm -hmm. with some females. Mm -hmm. And when they did find him, it wasn't with his wife. It was with his mistress under, but they found him. He had been drinking or whatever, Mm -hmm. walked from the bar to her place. But he didn't either. He must have knocked on the door or something. She didn't answer because and must have, I'm assuming, must have crawled under the porch steps. Mm Mm-hmm. Where to block the wind or something, and he died there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's I mean, just crazy. It's definitely it gets deadly cold here in the winter. That is for sure. Um, oh yeah. This lady was just lucky enough to survive the uh, deadly cold. Lucky is yeah. Mm-hmm. So my next story. Okay, so I this kind of came up because I was reading about um, the recent activity in. Um, Sakakara, okay. Egypt, okay. with the tombs that they are unearthing right now, mm-hmm. like a couple I days vaguely ago. Know, I like vaguely heard about or seen a headline or two. tombs that they're digging up. Well, I saw it because on Facebook, because people are like, no, 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 put them back, put them <laughs> back. <laughs> Just because it's been... It's not a good year to start digging up ancient yeah. tombs. <laughs> they're like, put it back. Put it back. <laughs> Not a good time for that. We don't need to know what's this in there. Wasn't it what's... King Tut's tomb? They went into it, and anybody who went into it were dying, like they were cursed. I don't think that... it was t- King Tut's. Oh, maybe it was King Tut's. I don't know. There was like a a curse. Who knows what we're opening? Yeah, we right don't now. need we don't need to open up any curses. We don't need <laughs> to have some dormant virus that's been sitting under in a tomb for the last five hundred years. We don't need any of that. So my story actually has nothing to do with that. However, when I was going through that, I found another story. I'm like, no way! Like seriously? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Pharaoh Ramses, Ramses, Ramses the second. Okay. I know nothing about pharaohs, but okay. Well, he was the longest reigning pharaoh. I think it was 66 years. Okay. Do you think he walked like an Egyptian? (laughs) 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 You never know. He was 66. He might have had the little. He might have. But, um, well, as we know, most pharaohs, it's almost like kings and queens. They didn't live very long, especially back in those days. Um, But he was the longest living and when he went, they were going to send him to France okay. to be examined and kind of look into what's what with him and just kind of, I don't even know the proper term for it, but just to kind of look at him. Okay. Like do research. Mm-hmm. So, before Egypt would actually let him go, so they made a passport for him. Okay. So, he, even though he was a three millennia old king, mm-hmm. and it was about 2,500 <laughs> years after he died. <laughs> he had a passport. He had to have a passport to go to France. That's insane. So I thought that was crazy. Why like, would uh, I mean? I guess it's a body. It's like a, a passport. They X-rayed his face. Oh my god! Like the skull is a picture. Oh, that's gross. Okay, <laughs> but the picture I'm showing you is not in the article I'm reading. Okay. but you can definitely Google. Yeah. So the passport. The picture on his passport is literally like 
his, his mummy mummified skull because um egypt apparently has had troubles with europe previously oh, on getting the mummies back oh, okay so they so want to be able was to a legal way to make sure that to make sure they got it back we're sending you this guy we want the same guy back yep <laughs> and it said that he stood five feet seven inches tall he had red hair <laughs> that doesn't sound like an egyptian to me <laughs> i know but it's true i'm sure it is sure like is. you can even see his hair in this one picture here like he had yeah. he was like going bald on top yeah so and he yeah hmm. so i thought that was kind of interesting like before he could leave egypt to go to france to, to be looked at by scientists he had to have a passport hmm. Well, at least he could get there. We couldn't right now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yep. But I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. That's... Like, when I first read it, I'm like, this isn't real. It's an interesting way for... It's real. It's an interesting way for the government of Egypt to keep track of their, their possession, their property. Well, their, that way if they need pharaoh. to, like, bring it maybe court in France or whatever. Yeah. And I mean... You, it's a pretty serious thing just to be sending him somewhere. I mean, literally, it's a pharaoh. It'd be like us digging up George Washington and sending him to France and then not to getting him back. And not getting him back. That would be a big deal. Well, it could have been like some trade deal with the Li- Statue of Liberty. Yeah, we gave you the Liberty. It was, but we were supposed to get him how many years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you yeah. never know. I understand wanting to have a way to prove it. I just a passport seems like a weird way to do it. It's a legal way to do it, though. That's true. That's true. It's a legal document. He lives in. Da, 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 da. Yep. Cool. So cool, cool. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was very interesting. Uh, my next story, this one's not very long. It's kind of a quick little, uh, I like to do these every once in a while. This, you know, where did this product come from? How did it come to be? Type thing. I like products. You know, this is a food product. So. Oh, nothing that I used to sell type product. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> This would be a product that our son likes a lot. Do you ever sell food products? No. It could have happened. There are things out there we sell that's food. Um, This this story starts in 1950. Hey, do I sell cakes? Oh, I guess. (laughs) What did I not even think of that? The story starts in 1953. 1953. Yep. Um, The American Frozen Food Company, Orida had to try to figure out what the heck they were going to do with their leftover slivers of cut-up potatoes, and they couldn't figure it out. Why was I thinking O'Reilly when you said that? Now I have that commercial stuck in my head. They got the brilliant idea to chop up all the slivers, add some flour, some seasoning, mash through some holes, potatoes, and slice off the uh, pieces of the mixture, thus tater tots were born. Oh, those are Ian's favorite. I knew it wasn't shoestring. I should have known it wasn't shoestring. He's never eaten those you know um i don't know if you noticed but the only time you will see the name tater tot on the bag is if it's all right a tater tots otherwise they're tater rounds or tater discs or because all has copyrighted the name and trademarked the name tater tot what so it is only on all brand tots. wait a minute so what is it called for for ida What's the other brands? I don't know. I, I could have swore I saw Tater Tots and some of the other. Oh, if you are, they're in violation of trademark. 
No way. Now I have to Google it before I even allow myself. Google it. I, you, it might be true. I just, I know they do have a, a trademark on the on No, the I have to for my, you're probably right, but I just, <laughs> I, wow. Tater tots. I'm not letting this go. Okay. Shopping. Get into the shopping tab. Okay. Tab. Orida. It says tater tots. What's the brand? Orida? Orida. That's Orida. Orida makes tater tots. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> do, 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 sweet potato puffs. Okay, now yep, I'm scrolling. Tater puffs and tater discs and tater rounds. And I th- think I was thinking the brand Orida. I thought it was Ida, blah, blah, blah. Because mm. I think it reminds me more of Idaho. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Oopsies. <laughs> Tots. Crispy potato puffs. Yep. Yukon Select Puffs. I'm going through and just kind of reading. Sweet potato tater tots. Cauliflower tots. Broccoli tater tots. Originally, when they were produced, and they, they were launched in 1956, released to the public, and... Spud puppies. <laughs> they were so cheap to make, so they put them out very inexpensively nobody would buy them i wonder if that's how cauliflower rice came about no maybe i don't know but yeah nobody would buy them until they raised the price because they didn't believe that they would taste good if they were so that makes sense so then they raised the price and they became (laughs) anytime i've ever had a garage sale and i've had electronics my mom goes you need to raise the price on that and i said but it's not worth it and she goes People always talk you down, and if you put something like five bucks on it, everybody's going to think it's broke. Yep. I'm like, what? Um, It's very rare I listen to my mom. (laughs) Once people did catch on that they tasted good, it became a very very beloved favorite here in America where Americans consume approximately 70 million pounds of tater tots per year. That's We don't eat as many as we used to. And recently, some vegetable companies like Green Giant have... uh, Broke the mold using uh, nutritionally dense vegetables instead of potatoes. I've tried to find the vegetable ones. Can't. So, just a little something about tater tots. I love tater tots. Or tater rounds, or however you prefer. Golden rounds. (laughs) (laughs) I used to buy golden rounds all the Mm. time. And I liked them. Until Orida came out with the mini tater tots, mm. those are the best. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a big fan of the tater tots because they're mushy. And I'm the type of person they have to be almost burnt for me to like them. Yeah. Or if they're deep fried, which is why Sonic's is the best you know, for their tater tots. I'm not a huge tater tot fan, but I'll eat them. Sonic's is good because they deep fry them. Yeah. When I used to be a cook and there was tater tots... Mm-hmm. I would deep fry them just oh, yeah, so I could eat them that Amazing way. deep fried, like a French fry. Mm. It's amazing. And then you fully load them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, now I'm starting to want potatoes again. I've been craving potatoes lately. So for my last story, this was supposed to be one of those, oh, look, it's a little countdown and it's fun. And, and it's for places to travel. And then it got a little longer. Okay. <laughs> So, the 14 most ridiculously named places in the world. Most ridiculously named places in the world? Yes. Okay. So, 
Okay, this isn't the name. But when I read this, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right. Because when you see the word dumbass, Mm -hmm. but it's a last name, it's Dumas. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? Okay. Okay. But because it's most ridiculous, I'm going with bump-ass Virginia. Bump-ass Virginia. Bump-ass Virginia. Bump-ass family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Named it after them. Okay. And bump-ass is for lovers. So, you can go to their website. If you follow the link, there's another little link in this article that'll bring you to the Virginia (laughs) bump-ass website. Virginia bump-ass website. So... Who knows? Maybe it's Boomas. Maybe, but it's probably oh, Bumpass. Dumbass has a B in it, not a P. <laughs> Dupas. Boopas. Whatever. Bumpass, Virginia. Okay. So, number 13. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. I'm aware of Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Is it because of the movie? Uh, no, I don't know what movie you're talking about, so no. How do you know? Um, doing research for a show not too long ago, oh. I almost did a funny named places and intercourse was one of them. <laughs> so you might actually know most of I these. I may know some of these. <sighs> so anyways, it's in the heartland of southeastern Pennsylvania, Amish country, and the setting for the Harrison Ford and Kelly McGrillis um, flick witness. Okay. Never saw it. I think I did. But it was like, I want to say late 90s, early, or okay. no, early 90s. Could have been late 90s. I don't know. Could have been in the late 80s. Who knows? Somewhere in there. Um, safety tip, though, for if you ever go to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. It is less than 10 miles away from Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. So Ooh. be very careful when setting your GPS. Or else, <laughs> you don't um, want to get Blue Balls. <laughs> or else plan for an go entirely... More disappointing weekend away. Yes. So the next one, I don't know if you'll have to censor me or not because it's actually a name of a city. Okay. So it shouldn't have to be um, We should censored. be fine. So it's fucking Australia. Fucking Australia. Yep. Hmm. Uh, travel tip. The village folk population of 104 got sick and tired of English speaking tourists stealing their fucking signage. <laughs> <laughs> So, in 2004, after a vote to change the name of the town after 800 years failed to pass, they they decided to install thief-resistant signs welded to steel. I can imagine that would be a problem. Um, Well, another tourist tip. (laughs) Once visitors realized they couldn't easily rip up a a route marker, Mm -hmm. they started filming themselves in the act... In front of the signpost. In 2009, the fucking nurse got tired of it and installed a CCTV camera before mm. warned. So, travel tip. <laughs> I don't... A little advice for the people who live in fucking Australia. If people are willing to take pictures of themselves in the act in front of your signs, CCTVs aren't going to do a damn bit of good. They don't care that they're on camera. <laughs> Well, it might be their own private collection yeah, and not wanting it to go public. It might, public. just a thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my next one, everybody, mostly everybody, should know this town. Okay. Gobbler's Knob, Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. I don't think I knew that one. That's the gopher. I don't know. What gopher? February 2nd. That's in Punxsutawney. 
Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, it's right outside of Punxsutawney. <laughs> See, I have Ooh. no idea where Gobbler's Knob is, and there's a reason. It's right next to it. Okay. So it's a peaceful place to visit, except for, you know, avoid it around avoid February, it around February 2nd. 2nd. Yeah. So the next one, which I thought was kind of funny, number 10, um, Hell Norway, which there is one in Michigan because we covered that. Yes, we've talked about Hell Michigan. I, there's a Hell Norway as well. Huh. Hell Norway, believe it or not, um, the founders of this burg in southwestern Norway named it Hell after an Old Norse um, word, Hellier, which translate to overhang. So okay. not feeling like... I figured in Norway it probably doesn't mean the same thing it means here. No. And I was assuming that was the same for fucking Australia. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But, um, well, it's like... In Britain, bloody is a swear word. Yeah. And here it's, somebody said bloody, I'd be like, where? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> and there's there's so, a famous oops. C word I won't say that people say every day all the time in Britain. So I know people have that last name here and I've called mm-hmm. when I was a, yeah, that was interesting. Anyways, um, yeah, so it's not the feeling that you're you're getting from eating lutefisk either, so. I've had lutefisk. It's not that bad. <laughs> and in Hell, Norway, just so everybody knows, um, it's one of the colder places in the world, and it's froze for about a third of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, Norway is definitely a cold place. I'm sure it's cold. <laughs> so Frozen over. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, Dildo, Canada. Dildo Canada. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This town got its name from the Phyllis-shaped pin stuck in the edging of a rowboat. To <laughs> so it actually got its name because of something that looks like for a penis. The mm-hmm. That's hilarious. So I love Canada. <laughs> favorite local tourism site, um, Trip Advisories, Dildo Vacation. Be sure to open that one in an incognito browser or face <laughs> awkward questions from girlfriends, roommates, and or HR. Yes. So the next town, just want to say there's a link so you can hear how it's actually pronounced. And I'm going to try to pronounce it because I... I listened to it a hundred times just okay. so I could try to write it out in my own words to slaughter it. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun far pus gungas gus go guard do troubles san tisli o go go go. Okay. <laughs> Whales. Okay. <laughs> so, um, 63 characters. Holy long. cow. So, yeah, I had trouble trying to fit it the fact that it's on on yeah yeah the fact that it's in wales doesn't surprise me i have listened to a few welsh people speak and you can't understand a damn thing they're saying and it's almost english but it's just so weird and long and so yeah it doesn't really surprise me but interesting so i thought so um this town it owns the internet's longest valid domain name in the world. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> and of course, you know, 63 characters and then he toss in the .org .uk mm-hmm. after it. So, yeah, but there's a link wow. if you actually want to go listen to how it's actually pronounced and not how I tried to pronounce it. Well, you are the best at pronouncing things. I'm oh, yeah. sure you got it just right. I I speak proper English all the time. All the time. All the time, just like I write it with no run-on sentences. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Uh-oh. So, number seven, 
Twat Scotland. Twat Scotland. And I can get away with saying this, but apparently, and that's because I'm redhead, because you know most Scottish people Mm -hmm. have red hair, or at least it's a bias. I have Mm -hmm. never been to Scotland, so I can't really say. But when you think Scotland, you think redheads. See, I don't. I I don't. I usually don't. I mean, if I think Ireland, I think redheads. I don't. I think redheads with Ireland, too. I think it for Scotland. I don't think I ever had a movie Brave. what good would that do? They I've all were never, redheads. I've never watched the movie. Well, they're so from Scotland. It doesn't do me it's any good. It's a Disney movie. I know it's a Disney oh, movie. Oh, my goodness gracious. It Anyways. was like the first, in like a long span of time, it was the first uh, female lead for a while. I mean, obviously there was in the past, but there was a long span where it wasn't a nice female lead until Brave came along. Anyways. <laughs> I remember being a big, it being a big thing when the movie came out. So... I can say this because I am a redhead. So Scotland has two twats. Okay. And that's probably because they are known for the redheads. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how redheads can be. Yeah. So anyways, um, research reveals that the only thing to do in either twat is stand next to a road sign with an arrow pointing your way. So, and it more or less means small parcel of land. Okay. Makes sense. Well, it almost makes me wonder because people have landing strips mm-hmm. there. <laughs> and maybe that's how certain areas became known as the twat. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. So, anyways, I'm going to move on to number six. Middle fart, Denmark. Middle fart. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, it doesn't really give a reason why it's called that. But Middlefart is historically known, historically known um, as a hub for whale hunters from the Middle Ages until the end of the 19th century. Hmm. And who knows what that means? Because you know they've got the fur. Yeah. Nugan. Yeah. Who knows? It's probably just a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't mean what we think it means. But this one might. Muff Ireland. Muff Ireland. So they speak English, don't yeah. they? Well, Irish. They speak Irish. Never mind. I thought. Irish was English like Britain is nope. English. And yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> um, if you do hit the Northern Ireland port city, you'll be happy to know that you'll even have a sanctioned muff diving club. Hmm. So then Northern Ireland. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the best time to visit is during the muff festival, of course. <laughs> of course. You can't miss the muff festival. <laughs> um. Number four, Hump Tulips, Washington. Hump Tulips, Washington. Hump Tulips. Hump Tulips. Okay. (laughs) So the Western Washington town got its name from a totally innocent sounding Native American phrase meaning hard to pull. (laughs) P-O-L-E. Okay. Interpret that phrase however you will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number three. And in my mind, I'm picturing how I know this came about. But Mm -hmm. anyways, number three, Titty Hill, England. Titty Hill. Titty Hill. Is there a couple of hills there or just one? It says hill as singular. Okay. I just, you know, figured, you know. (laughs) Maybe it's a hill with two little bumps on the top. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, It's a great place to base yourself for trips to nearby Wetwing and Shitterton. (laughs) So Traveler's Resource... There ain't any good luck. Titter Hill, Wet Wing, and Shinterton. Mm-hmm. All right. So, number two, 
PP Township, Ohio. PP Township. PP. P E E P E E. Oh my God! It's actually PP. That's hilarious. Uh, PP was named after the PP River. Oh, a stream. <laughs> <laughs> a name derived from the initials of an Irish settler. Uh, not what compromises its waters. Hmm. So it went from P P to P E E P E E. Interesting. So, um, and number one, Anus France. Anus France. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. they tried to steal the pharaoh. <laughs> they tried. To- so, Anus not be number one on any such list. A reason to visit, only to tell the tale. There's literally no other reason to head to this corner. Like, <laughs> the picture shows of a rundown building with a sign that says anus in front of it. Not so much there. It's probably, because Paris does have a few of those ghost towns. Well, like, we even have ghost oh, yeah. towns here where nobody lives there. We have more than they do, I'm sure, just because we have a lot more land than they do. <laughs> but looking at it, that's that's what it looks like. Well, yeah. they even have towns for sale. Oh, well, yeah, I mean. Maybe anus is for sale. You want to buy some anus? No, I don't. Okay, just checking. No, kind of stinks there. <laughs> no pun intended. Anyway, my final story is ripped right off of headlines from recent news. Is it about a feral? It's not about a feral. I would have laughed. It is not about a feral. You know... Or uh, not a feral. Tombs. Airlines have it kind of rough lately. Mm-hmm. Financially, they ain't doing so hot. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Who wants to fly right now? Right. And do you know how much gas it takes to fly a yeah, few people? Yeah. Um, Australian air carrier Qantas, they're pretty famous for being kind of a ritzier airline. Usually. Okay. Uh, they recently announced that they were going to take uh, reservations for a trip. And this, this flight, it sold out in 10 minutes. It was their fastest selling flight ever. Would they sell it for like five bucks? No, it's, it, um, we'll get there. But it, this is a seven hour flight. Okay. And it takes off from Sydney and lands in Sydney seven hours later. What? The whole point of the flight is if you are, you know, if you like to fly and you can't fly lately because there are travel restrictions for coronavirus all over the world, they decided to put together a flight that just flew around for seven hours. You get sky miles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did people pay for that? Uh, the flight sold out in 10 minutes. Sold out? Um, the seats ranged anywhere from $575 a seat the to $2,700 uh, a seat. Uh, there were 134 seats available on the Boeing 787 flight. How much you want to bet people did it just because they could do it? I'm sure. I mean, I mean, and to tell the story. You got a little disposable income. You know, what the heck? Let's go get on a plane. I'm bored. I'm going to go be bored on an airplane for travel anywhere, for seven but hours. Can, the flight did go over, like, fairly low, flew over, like, the Mariana Trench and a few other places that you could kind of look out the window, but you're still in an airplane pretty high up. Okay, so if much, it's, like, a but, touristy type thing, yeah. I could maybe kind of see that, but just get up into the air and yeah. 
fly randomly for no reason above open water. There's a, that sounds so delightful. They were the first to do it, but recently, and after they announced this flight hasn't taken off yet, but it's been sold out. Uh, after they sold out, other airlines, including uh, Taiwan and Japan Air, have now offered similar sightseeing flights in order to provide citizens pleasure of air travel without having to actually go anywhere. Hmm. So, if you really like to fly, and you haven't been able to, and you miss it, you might be able to get on a plane. I wouldn't get on a plane. I but. wouldn't get on a plane. <laughs> I don't like getting on a plane when I need to get on a plane. I don't mind getting on a plane, but I don't want to be that close to anybody. Uh, so. I almost got put on the blacklist. We're not going to talk about that story. <laughs> Ever. Anyway, if you'd like to send us a, a message, and we'd love it if you did, send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can come like our page on Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. Definitely share and, you know, leave us a comment there. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Twitter at Outlandish Casts. We'll be tweeting from that uh, Twitter account. I guess that's what you do. I gotta learn to tweet. I'm not very. I have it open all day long in front of me, but I'll never do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. I'm more today. of a lurker, not really a doer when it comes to Twitter. Huh. And then otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you can go to Instagram Outlandish Outcast Podcast and definitely follow us there. Uh, leave a comment. Yes. And yeah. Just definitely, or share our comments even. Yes, and leave us a rating or review in whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. Give me any interesting we are, stories. We are available on any outlet that you listen to your podcasts for free. Like podcast should well, of be. Of course for free. I'm like, I ain't charging. Oh, heck no. Anyway. If you're charging, I'd like part of the proceeds, please. <laughs> uh, nope, I ain't, we ain't charging anything. We pay in to put this out, not charging. Pretty much. Our, but that's because we enjoy it. Yes, it is, it is a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye.